Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our Father desires to have a close, intimate relationship with those of us who are His children. But unfortunately, many of us don't take Him up on that opportunity to increase our intimacy with Him. Although the opportunity is there, most Christians don't have and enjoy the intimate relationship with God that He wants. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways that we can take and that we all should take to increase our intimacy with God. If we don't know what they are, then we should hurry up and learn what they are and then take them so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that He desires for you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen. Come on, get three, four, four, high five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, get three, four, four, high five around you. And tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord's about to say. And I'm telling you, you're about to get blessed up in here. <laughs> up in here, up in here, up in here in Jesus' name. Praise God, praise God. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. He is wonderful. Praise God. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3 and get ready for this word I'm about to bring to thee. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good word, one that's going to aid you, insist you in being able to move forward in all that God has in store for you, knowing what you need to know, believing that God will do what he said he'll do. Of course, we're continuing in the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that is pathways to increase intimacy with God. Pathway to increase intimacy with God. God wants to give us pathways to increase intimacy with him. Because we know that 21 and 2 is your year of increased intimacy between God and you. Has anybody been enjoying increased intimacy this year so far? Oh, it's about to get better. It's about to get better. About to get gooder. Praise God. Amen. That's if you got to need to hear what the Lord's going to say to you and accept the invitation that he puts before you. We've been working on pathways to intimacy with God because God wants us to be intimate with him. He wants to have an intimate relationship with him uh, at this point in time. And so, uh, come on here, what the Lord's going to say, because he's going to share with you a little bit more about this awesome opportunity that's presented by the God divine. We're going to read our, our foundational text, then we'll move on into today's information, which is going to bless you real good. Matthew chapter 3, we'll start reading at verse 13. It says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know this is an account of our elder brother, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior who has given us opportunity to become members of the body of Christ, as well as members of the family of God. 
For the Bible has taught us that he came to his own, but his own received him not, neither did they know him. But to them that received him, that's old, that's talking about usins, weasons, those of us who received him, gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So we, just like he, are sons of God. That is, we who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I got any folk up in here that have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Well, we did, then we are sons of God, and just like Jesus is a son of God. But yet at the same time that we're sons of God, just like Jesus is a son of God, speaking of generally, we need to be sons of God just like Jesus is a God, son of God specifically. Because we found out that that word sons right there in the Greek is talking about huyo. And it's talking about a son, bless God. But it does not designate what kind of son he is. That's why that adjective is stuck before there, to him, before that to let us know what kind of son he was. Because he said, this is my beloved son. This is my dear son. Of course, letting us know that, that he is a specific type of a son. Because as a son, we found out you can be both a close son and a distant son. You can be both an immediate son and a remote son. But yet, being that he was his beloved son, meant that he was a dear son. He was a close son. He was one that stayed close to his father and did everything necessary to be able to remain close to his father. Well, we found out that many of us don't always do that. But that was before. That ain't no more. Because we are people who have made a decision that we're going to be the sons of God, just like Jesus was the son of God, just like he was the son of God. And since he was a close son, then we're going to be close sons. Amen. Amen. Since he was a close son, we're going to be close sons. Praise God. Just like he was, he was an immediate son, we're going to be immediate sons. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because God is inviting me and you to be able to do what's necessary to be able to draw close to him like he wants us to. Go over to James chapter 4 just in terms of review so that we can be able to remind it, uh, what God is inviting us to do this year. Praise God. James chapter 4. Don't want you to forget this because this is a magnificent opportunity that's being extended to us by God Almighty. James chapter 4, start reading in verse 7, it reads, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Here's your invitation. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Of course it says more, but we're going to stop right there for now. And that's that God wants us to draw nigh to him. We found out that word draw nigh means to, to make near. We need to make ourselves get near to God. We need to make ourselves get near to God. Because many of us have begun grown accustomed to not being near with God. We've been trained in not being near to God. So because of that, it's almost natural for us to not be near God. It's almost like it's everyday nature to not be near God. But that's not the way God designed you. God designed you to be close to him. God is a spirit, you are a spirit, and you enter into the spirit and you can get close to God. So God wants us to draw close to him. He wants us to approach him, to be able to come near to him and get nearer in proximity to him. He wants us to be at hand with him, which means he wants us to be within reach of him and get nearby and close to him. And not just reach of him, but we could be in, uh, uh, but uh, he can be in reach of us, praise God, so that we can be able to reach out and touch God. Glory be to God. So that we can be able to come to God, praise God. And leave and depart where we are to be able to get to where he wants us to be. Because there's a designated location that he has for you and me. There's a place that God wants us to be. And that's right there close to him. And he's inviting us to come near to him. That word also means to come near, which means to draw closer, to increase the closeness, and to reduce the distance. God wants us to reduce the distance between him and us. Because many of us have become distant to God. Praise God. Yeah, we're in Christ, but we're distant to Christ. Yeah, we're in the body of Christ, but we're distant to God. And God said, cut the distance. Draw close to me. Because there's some things I got to do for thee. Praise God. 
and we found out who we are. We found out we are that generation of people that's going to draw close to God. That we are that generation of, of people that's going to take advantage of the awesome opportunity that has been presented to us by the blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ shed his blood for me and you to be able to draw closer to God and be there all the days of our life like we're supposed to. As a result of what Adam did, there was a separation between God and man. But because of what Jesus did, there was an opportunity for a reconnection with God and man. Notice I said opportunity because opportunities can be accepted or rejected. They can be accepted or denied. Is anybody hear me up in here? And we're not going to be one that denies it. We're going to accept the opportunity to draw closer to God and get closer and closer to God. Nearer, nearer, my God, to thee. That's what's on our mind both day and night. And that's all that we want to be. We want to get close to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Some of us want to get close to God. Praise God. Especially since he's inviting us to get closer. Why the heck would we not get closer? Trying to get closer to that little scuzzy. Praise God. Come on up in here. We're trying to get next to that little, that, that, that nobody. Praise, praise God. Why don't we get close to somebody? God is the greatest person in the universe. He's the one that created the universe. And if he's inviting you to draw closer to him, why in the world would you not want to get close to him? But we just got to make ourselves do it. And we found out there's advantages to doing it. We learned a lot of them. If you wasn't here, praise God, you better get it. Because we found, we've been learning that prayer is a pathway of intimacy with God. That prayer is a pathway of intimacy with God. And that prayer is one of the things that God is extending to us because Jesus was a praying man. And so since we're supposed to be imitators of him, then guess what we're going to be? Praying men and women. Praise God. Amen. We're going to be praying peoples. Praise God. And we're going to get to praying like we're supposed to. Because we found out drawing near to God puts us in position to be sustained, comforted, and provided for by him. Drawing nearer to God puts us in position to be sustained, comforted, and provided for by him. We found out in being sustained by him that he will support us, hold us, and bear us up from below. Which means God will get up under you and make sure you don't fall. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Those of us who draw close to him like he wants us to do. We found out we'll be comforted. That'll be soothed, consoled, and reassured. And and he'll even bring cheer to me and you. Well, we walk away with a big old cheesy grin on our face. Glad that God's going to be right there with us doing what he told us he'll do. And we found out he also provide for us. That is to supply and equip us because God is our means of support. God is the one that's going to come through for us and do what it is that we need done. No matter what it is that needs to be done. Well, the last couple of weeks he got together, we was looking at King Jehoshaphat and his crew and see what they did do. That when they found themselves in the midst of some trouble, that they didn't just run around screaming and hollering. They didn't, just didn't, they didn't call up everybody else on their phone and get to texting people and stuff like that. They called on God. Praise God. And we found out God came through for them. Praise God. That's what we found out. We found out God came through for them. Turn over to Second Chronicles chapter 20, please. Because that's what we've been looking at for the last couple of weeks. And that's what we're going to look at this week, too. Because this is a powerful story right here. Put in the scriptures just for me and you. So that we can know exactly what we knew, know to do when trouble comes at me and you. Because trouble's coming your way. I ain't prophesying, praise God. I'm just, I'm just, just wait, welcome to real life, praise God. Trouble's coming your way, but you need to know what to do when it comes your way, praise God. Because that's not the question whether or not trouble coming. It's do you know what to do when it comes? Because if you know what to do when it comes, it's going to come and go. Come and go. It's going to leave. It's going to went. No matter 
who it was that sent. The devil sent it to you, but that's all right. He's going to go back and bring the package back that the devil sent to you because it's not going to be able to apply for you. We found out that a great victory, that the great victory of Jehoshaphat and God's people of Judah came as a result of their praying. Because praise God, when they, when, when they ran into some stuff, they prayed. Praise God. Verse 3 of chapter 20 reads, And Jehoshaphat, of course, after he got the information about what was coming down on them, and Jehoshaphat feared and set him, himself to seek the Lord. Now, feared right there, of course, meant a, a frightened, which means he became a frightened. He became alarmed. He became bothered by what happened. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not, out, you're not a, a, a bad faith person because fear shows up to you. Fear knock on everybody's door. Fear step up in everybody's life. Now, the question is, is what will you do when fear gets there? Bad boy, bad boy, what you going to do? What you going to do when fear come for you? Now, if you do what you're supposed to do, then the fear ain't going to be able to grab hold of you and do what it wants to do. So what he did is set himself to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. And they cooperated with him and they fasted with him and they began to pray. And a whole congregation began to pray. And then he began to answer them. And last time we got together, we found out what, what, what to do when God tells us what to do. We found out what to do when God tells us what to do. Since you got that quiet, I ain't going to ask you what I taught you. Praise God. Amen. I'll repeat it to you. We're supposed to set ourselves. We're supposed to stand and we're supposed to see. We're supposed to set ourselves, which means to place, uh, uh, place ourselves in a, a particular type of way. God wants us to be established. God wants us to be secured. And he wants to set ourselves based upon what he says to me and you at the time that he tells me and you from prayer. He wants us to stand. We found out that the word stand means to abide, to abide behind, to confirm, to continue, to dwell, to endure. You're talking too fast, Pastor. I can't take notes. Get the CD from last time. Praise God. I'm just reminding you what it is that we said that God wants us to do. He wants us to be present, to remain, to stand by, to stand fast, to stand firm, to stand still, to stand up, praise God, and, 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 and stay in the place that God gave you. Because God's going to tell you something. He's going to share with you something. And your job is to lock in with what he says to you and then see that thing manifest for you and me. Because if you stand still, you will see the salvation of God. But God will give you the place to stand. Because if you do what God told you to do, last time we find out that fear won't be able to grip you. You will not be dismayed like other people will. But you'll be able to know that God's going to do what he's going to do because he already, you already know God's will. Because we already know God's will. Now, it's important for us to be able to enter into prayer, especially when tribal trouble comes. Now, we don't have to wait till trouble comes. The key is to be able to get in prayer and stay in prayer on a regular basis anyway. So that no matter what comes up on a given day, we already got what it takes to be able to handle whatever comes up. Because when faced with opposition that he could not win in and of himself, Jehoshaphat then reminded God of his power. See, when he went in prayer, he reminded God of his power. See, one of the things that prayer will do for you is give you a chance to be able to become once again more intimate with God and be able to know a little bit more about God so that you'll know that he's the God that needs to that you need to have at the time that this situation comes in your life. A lot of times when situations enter into people's lives, they really don't know what they have. Rephrase, Lord. They really don't know who they have. And because they don't know who they have is why the fear and dismay comes on that day and stays from days longer. Because they don't know who's on their side. And we who are believers, we don't know who lives inside. 
We don't understand that the very God of the very God is living on the inside of me and you. The one that is Lord over everything is standing right there with me and you. But we get so focused, so bug-eyed over what's going on happening to me and you that we don't even focus on the one that's with us. Jehoshaphat, when he went into prayer, he went into prayer knowing who God was. He didn't go into prayer to find out who God was. He went into prayer knowing who God was. Because that's one of the advantages of being able to pray and be in prayer on a regular basis ahead of time. It's because it sets up the time for you to be able to know who God is. So that when trouble hits your way, you can go into prayer and say stuff like Jehoshaphat had to say. See, God don't want you coming up in there begging, snotting, and crying, and boo-hooing, and what am I going to be doing, and all that kind of stuff all up in the middle of your prayer. No, he wants you to come up and pray in faith. Because the prayer of faith avails much. It causes dynamic power to be made available in the middle of our life. Let's look at what he said. Let's look at what he said when he went in there in prayer. It's the kind of stuff that you want to be able to say when you go into prayer. Now, we already read in verse 3 that he said a, a, a fast and, and went into prayer. But verse 5, let's see what he said. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art thou not thou, art not thou God in heaven? He wasn't asking him like to find out, is you? He was saying it from a position of I know you is. I'm reminding you. And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the, hev- of the heathens? He wasn't saying that asking a question like, do you rule? He was saying it from a position of, I know you rule. He says, and in thine hand, is there not power and might? So that none is able to withstand thee? Listen to him pray the knowledge that he has about God. The understanding that he has about God. The things he's already learned about God. The things he knows about his God. That's the reason why he went into prayer. Because he knows who his God is. Art not thou our God? Who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land? Before thy people Israel? And gave it to the seed of Abraham? Thy friend forever? Reminding him of what he did in the past. Reminding him of all the things that he did in the past. That applies to them at this particular time. And they dwelt therein and have built thee a, a, a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, or whatever else the heck come up thy way, we stand before this house, the one that you set up, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. Then thou will what? Hear and help. So he already knew God will hear his prayer when he called unto him. And he also knew God would also help him when he would call unto him. That's why this cry unto him wasn't like. (laughs) This cry unto him was like to speak out loud. To be able to speak with resonance in his voice. God, if there's anything. You can do for a brother or sister in my time of need. No, 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 no. He came up there with power to be able to tap into the power that he had already tapped into before. He came up in there with power 
to be able to tap into the power that had got him all he got before. He came up in there with power to be able to tap into that power that he was going to need this very hour that when trouble was coming his way, he came up in there with power and power came out his mouth because he already knew the God to whom he would pray. See, it's important for us that when we go up in there, baby, that we know who this God is that we're talking to. Prayer is a pathway of that intimacy that will allow that thing to happen to you. Before the situation comes your way. Before the problems and the situations come your way. So that when they come your way, you already know how to pray. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. Hope you're just seeing that one of the many things that God wants us to do is to increase the intimacy that exists between him and me and you. Hope that you're not only seeing that that's what he wants us to do, but that we should do what we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like he wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss the chance of a lifetime to be in an intimate relationship with the most awesome, powerful entity of all time. An opportunity that we definitely don't want to blow. We should do everything we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more intimate with the God that loves and saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope that you're going to do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. And to all the senior saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas, I invite all of you to an exciting fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. It's called Age of Grace. Age of Grace is a monthly mature adult fellowship for saints ages 55 through 155 from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas. That meets the third Saturday of every month from 9.30 a.m. until around 12 noon where our silver saints, our golden gang, and our platinum pack get together for food, fun, fellowship, periodic inexpensive outings and day trips, and of course, the Word of God. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. If you need a ride, VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So, if you've been blessed by the Lord to reach the age of grace, that's age 55 through 155, and you're up for hanging out with some other saints your age who love God, love the Word of God, and still love having fun and fellowshipping too, then Age of Grace Fellowship at Word of Faith is the perfect fellowship for you. So come on through and bring some other word-loving, fun-loving saints who are in the Age of Grace with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. And if you're 156 years or older, don't worry. Just call me up. I'll get you in. And don't forget, saints, 
Make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you been a blessing to us, sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you exactly what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sow. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know that are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.